This is an OSV Podcast Network production. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com. It really comes down to our putting the beauty of the gospel out in front of people for them to experience and respond. It's not just about our small inner circles. It's about what we can do for the world. This is OSV Talks, a show where we explore topics from prominent Catholic leaders to spark discussion, explore new or re-explore old approaches, and inspire creative thinking all from the heart of the church. My name is Doug Tuke, and I will be your host. Welcome. I'm here with my good friend, Eric Groth, President CEO of ODB Films, which is an award-winning Catholic video production ministry that fosters an encounter with Christ through artfully made, spiritually rich films. I love that mission statement. Um, CEO of Renovo Media Group and executive producer of OSV Talks. Eric, I'm so glad we're doing this. This is fantastic. excited to be on this side of the the room with you. Our (laughs) listeners should just know how good of friends Eric and I are. So if we devolve into baseball talk the entire time, that's my fault. I take full responsibility. Uh, My goodness gracious. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for doing a talk as well. It's fantastic. Um, Your talk... uh, which I know I worked with you on in terms of like we were playing with jokes and all kinds of lines, but I do kind of love that the thesis doesn't necessarily fit the stereotype. Uh, and I know that you've been um, on the other side of conversations, which is, oh, I'm a Catholic actor and I want to make Catholic movies. And I know you engage that all the time. Can mm-hmm. you walk us through like, how do you respond to that? Well, I'm Catholic and I want Catholic stuff and I want the, you know, we're using a Catholic medium to make Catholic things. And both of us kind of cringe because we're like, ooh, I'm not sure you understand evangelization. Like, how do you respond to that inquiry? Right. You know, and, I, and when I think about like where we've come from, because, uh, you know, I, I love my, my, the title of my talk is Catholic Films for Atheists, yeah. which you, by the way, were strongly influential. In I, was, I strongly <laughs> influenced it, but it was still Eric's decision. Yeah, no, <laughs> which was awesome. And, um, uh, you know, I think about like our journey and our history with ODB and seeing a tremendous void and need uh, for video resources for Catholic teens and being invited in and, and called to to respond to that. Um, so we, we've spent a lot of time, what I would say, sort of kind of preaching to the choir out of yeah. necessity because there was such a void yeah. and a need for that. But I'll tell you, like, there is... Um, there's something that's just tremendously inspiring about being called to find creative ways to reach out to the people beyond the pews. Yeah. And, uh, cause yeah, we do get that I, question. I've, ha- I've been asked a lot, where do you find all the Catholic actors? Um, I've done a number of talks and that's one of the top questions. And I'm like, we don't go looking for Catholic actors, you know, for, or, or, or the concepts. It's all about really just saying, Lord, what do you, what do you want us to do? I realized in our Full of Grace film, that was the first one that really kind of grabbed me, that there was a mission field right in front of me that wasn't limiting us to evangelization through just what we put on the screen. Right. But that evangelization through um, through the, how we relate to the people on the set. Yeah. It, it really became about loving and caring for people and providing an opportunity and an environment where they could be invited in and welcomed in in a way that was very welcoming and yeah. open and accepting. And yeah. use the word family a lot, like on set, you Absolutely. Know, like building family, which comes with its scratches and bruises, which we also talk about 
When you say family, you don't think peace all the time, everybody nope. lovey-dovey getting along all the time. It's family. Family, it, they rub the wrong way. But then there's healing and there's still a bedrock of relationship. Absolutely. Love. And it's really, you know, I mean, it's 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 the good reference because that's meant to be the intimacy that God is trying to invite us in. And mm-hmm. I know, again, a lot of people don't have the greatest family experiences. It's been tough on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it's the model for what our experience should be. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go on a set and we just uh, value and esteem people and we look at them and we shake their hands and we get to know them and we ask them to talk about themselves and what they're doing and what they're interested in, what their hopes are, yeah. and share about where they come from. And and I think they just see like, there's probably a, a, a very common, like the Christians are going to be judgmental if yeah. I'm not in that space. Yeah. And we kind of just kill that right away. Indeed. You know, and 100%. Just say, we love you. Yep. We love them through it. You. Love through it. Yeah. I don't care if you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're a Jew, if you're a non-believer, you're a human being. Yeah. And we're all invited to journey together. Yeah. Um, and if I ever have an opportunity along that path to to share in a in a in a way that the truth of the gospel, uh, in a way that they can hear it and yeah. are open to it, that's great. But it's not gonna, you can't just walk in and start preaching the gospel at people. You got to let them know that you're a safe person. Yeah, that you I care. I, I I don't know if there's a answer. I like, I mean, it's perhaps a little bit over dramatic, but I like that. You know, it's like Christ didn't call evangelists; he called fishermen to become fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like that's the mode. It's like, oh, I'd rather go, I'd rather go get the most tactfully best person to do the thing, and then witness so thoroughly, right, that their heart goes, oh, I have a natural skill set to share hope. So right. now I'm going to do that. I mean, like, there, it just feels like that's so true to authentic evangelization. Right. And, and it's, it's kind of say. a win-win because you, because we can go after the best of the best right. to make the films happen. So then. Which is the bar, by the way. If you're ever wondering about ODB be. films and Renovo, the bar is the best of the best. It's not whatever works in this Catholic Christian environment. Right on. And I think over time, like the church, in a lot of ways, the productions that have come out in the name of Christ um, Christian films in, in many ways have done an injustice yeah. to the call because they're not. How so? How, so how, how would you frame that? Like, what is that? That's a strong word, injustice. But like, what, 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 what is the injustice there? I think there's more to that. Yeah, you know, it's like we should be doing it. We being um, those who have been renewed by Christ and are living the Christian life and are striving to live the Christian life should always strive for excellence in everything yes. we do. Um, we should be not in arrogance, but we should be the best of the best. Why? Yeah. Because we are driven by a call yeah. that is much higher than just what I want to, you know, in, in my self-indulgence, what I want to achieve and, and and aspire to. But what is God calling me to? And that should transform the way I think about things. It should it should transform who I go after to play different roles in different part, whether it's crew, cast, you name it. We should always try to get the best so that we can put the best product out yeah. there. So that we can, uh, as I've shared many times, my my favorite review of our Paul film yeah. is uh, from the Village Voice, yeah. which is a, a you know a media source that is known to not be all that friendly to things pertaining to faith. And and the title of the article said, "It's a miracle this atheist critic kind of likes Paul, Apostle of Christ." Yeah. So when we make films, I know that the choir is going to like our stuff yeah. for the most part. Yeah. But if I can make a film that somebody outside of the traditions of the faith, they, they appreciate it. And why are they going to appreciate it? Because they see beauty in it. Because yes. they see production quality. Because they see excellence in what we've chosen to do. And that we're not just kind of like this little side tag along that's come along and said, hey, let's make Jesus films. And, right. Um, 
I think that's a, that's a tremendous thing. For those of you that don't know Eric, uh, he is a ceaselessly positive person. And uh, we rub off on each other in that way as best we can. But a lot of people don't know that um, you're really venturing into sort of a new space right now. That The transition from all the shorts and our very Christocentric films that came out of OVE. And uh, now your work as CEO of Renovo Media Group. And I can say on, in my experience, there's a lot of cynicism in that industry. There's a lot of, um, we've had our challenges. There's been challenges where relationships aren't what we wanted them to be. And how do you take that ceaselessly positive uh, personality that you give to all of us and your family and, and then encounter kind of cynicism or pessimism or just kind of that gritty grind in the industry. Right. Do you ever think about that? Like, oh, I, just, yeah. I just, cause it's just, it's so opposite your personality. How do you navigate that? Yeah. You know, again, it, it goes down to loving and caring about people. Good. You know, I love that yeah. person in front of me. I want no to matter what, them, no matter what. Yeah. Um, I've been an idiot plenty of times in my life. There's a lot of people out there who just don't act right. I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I can't judge someone else because, um, but I, but, but it's really about going out there and, and just, you know, first and foremost going, I'm going to care about that person. And regardless of what happens, they're going to have that experience. Um, and through that witness and through that example and through caring about them, you know, the hope will be that we can get rid of some of that cynicism, but it's there and it'll never go away. And I think we just, we have to be led by, by the, the love for other people, but also call, like I, I, I know, I mean, I was young when I really heard God invite me into relationship with him and very much say, I want your life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't entirely know what that meant, but I've been pursuing that year after year after year. And every day, you know, you're kind of growing and learning. What does that mean? What does that mean for today? Yeah. And, and that call is where I get the confidence to know that I can step into a, a cynical world yeah. with beauty, goodness, and truth and with an optimism and know that it's not always going to be smooth. Yeah. Um, but that I'm being obedient and I'm doing what I'm called to do. I think you, there's a lot of times where we're kind of pursuing God's will and it feels kind of vague and you just don't really know where you're headed. Oh, yeah. And Peaks and valleys. Yep. Yeah. And yep. sometimes that's very intentional on the Lord's part to put you in that, in that flow and in that space. But I do know that what I can always do, regardless of whether or not I know where God's will is going to lead me, is I can always live and act with integrity. Yeah. That, that there there is just a, there's a standard way of of, of living that yeah. we're called to do and if i keep on that course i'm going to trust that it really isn't about me doing the work right it's about the holy spirit which rubs work. off on the people around you which is what makes yeah, you try a to be leader. contagious yeah that's know? the idea right what's one big maybe maybe the most important thing but what's what's something big that you learned maybe like this year where you're like up oh, i'm adding that to my wheelhouse what's something that you've learned about the industry about what you're doing for a living this year? Really, I would say it's it's almost more about like uh, the new business structure we're setting up with Renovo. Yeah. I mean, for years, Doug, you know, we've been so used to producing um, with a very small core of team and then right. hiring what we need on the ODB side. Right. And now um, realizing that, hey, we've got these big plans yeah. to d- produce a lot of content. Right. For, Television, for to feature, non-scripted audio drama yep. like it's all over the board and yeah. i can't be you know when you're starting way 20 years ago when you're starting up something small and simple and you're wearing the multiple hats and you're flipping around okay today i'm gonna film and tomorrow i'm gonna edit and yeah. we're gonna write we're gonna yeah. do this now it's really like um i i think the great challenge has been realizing that hey, you know who can we put around us that can really help yeah um who who 
if I can put somebody in every position who is infinitely better than me at that spot, right. you know, and it's just about then managing them and caring for them and surrounding them. yourself with excellence, surrounding with something excellence. you've always done. That's... The industry itself is, uh, uh, it's, it's very volatile in yeah. a lot of ways, you know, and especially today, especially what COVID did to the, the, the theatrical situation mm-hmm. and the explosion of streamers and mergers and acquisitions and trying to figure out, you know, what's the right content What's the right approach to doing that content? What do we What do we do? That's a That's a tough question, but I think again, you know, I don't mean to oversimplify it, but I am not confident in in myself to make all the decisions. Um, I am confident when I have a team around me, and I'm confident when I'm in prayer and I'm listening and saying, "Okay, Lord, here's a what do you want us to do?" We've been putting together, as you know, because you've been championing it, Doug, uh, a slate, a suite of. We got 50 ideas and stories, concepts, yeah. stories, stories. And what's the right one to produce? And, um, you know, I trust the collective team. I trust that as we build a team that cares and loves and listens and wants to grow and wants to get better individually, that, um, that we will hear and we will know what the next best move it's is. It's authentic discernment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the right word. We're not frivolously using that word. We are like genuinely discerning. Okay, Lord where you're taking us, well, you know, I mean, it's right hard, which is hard. Anyone who's ever discerned anything knows that's hard to do. And production's not inexpensive, right? Oh. It's not cheap. I mean, we were making, I mean, it's yeah. amazing the shoestring budgets we were, we were using in early ODB days. And, you know, now we're talking multi-million dollar projects. That's right. Yeah. So how do you be, how do you make the right decision so that you're most efficient um, and you can keep your margins yeah. where you need them to be so that you can do more work. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a tough, tough one. Who are your, who are your mentors? Who are your biggest influences? And, and maybe you still kind of take water from that well, but like wh- who, who are the ones that you, you go, I, I just wouldn't be the man I am, the dad I am, the husband I am without X. Like who are those people? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. I, I've got a few people, uh, that have really, um, helped me stay on the path, you know, and I would say mentors, uh, in terms of the production world, there are a lot of directors that I like out there and there are a lot of filmmakers that I like, but when, when I think about that question, my mind does not go there at all. Not that you were inviting me to go there, but I just, I think about the people like, um, when I was a young kid in high school and it was our youth minister who kind of took me under his, his belt and, 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 uh, took me under his wings and, and cared about me. I remember I loved baseball growing up. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. And this youth minister back in the day when we could do this, you know, uh, we would go down to the park and we'd play home run derby. Yeah. And we'd talk about uh, life and we would. It's a good youth minister. Is what you that know, is. <laughs> he, he really knew how. And I learned so much about diving deep into people's lives through him, yeah. you know, through my dad, who was a very prayerful uh, man yeah. and, uh, and is a prayerful man um, and really walked with integrity and uh, very dutiful, worked hard, you know, day in and day out and came home, but still had time to play catch and still yeah. had time to sneak away from work and show up at the baseball Absolutely. games. And yeah. again, when I went off to college, I played ball in college and, uh, my mentor there was a guy who, who was our baseball chaplain, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, it's been a lot of people in some of my early formative years, um, that really, I would say, helped me understand how to love and care for people. 
and then just growing in the technologies yeah. you know of of how to how to do this skills yeah. and putting the right people around well it translate all of that even the way you're describing it translates to the way that you lead so you're you know you lead in an industry that's usually product before people absolutely very clear i mean like you and i have talked about this ad nauseum but uh and that's hard on both of our personalities right. but also on our faith vision and you lead with the idea of like relationship first, relationship first, always, every time. What the how that translates is you look at your mentors and you go, oh, they made you first. You know, they put you first. It wasn't about baseball; it was about Jesus and you. It wasn't about um, youth ministry; it was about your personal relationship with Christ first. We will sit in staff meetings and um, uh, we'll have prayer in our staff meetings. And I think for some of our uh, the employees at Renovo, it it was. <laughs> A startling experience, <laughs> to say the least. But those same people have come up to us and been like, I've never been in a work environment like this. Right. Like I, they're, they're like beside themselves. They're in the film industry and they're just yeah. like, I don't know what to do. And we just smile and laugh and go like, well, we're a people of hope. So this is what we do. <laughs> you know, and, right. and these are gritty blue color. Oh, absolutely. And it's I, great. One of our it's team great. members shared with me, he went home after, after our first uh, month or so, he went home and was talking with his wife and he was saying, these guys actually pray at meetings oh yeah and he, he was and it was like one of those things where like it was really cool like yeah. we've never done that before yeah and, and you know that's who we are right oh, yeah. and, and but i think because they know us because we're having beers with them because we're playing golf with exactly. them because we're we're rolling Honest, up the sleeves and very transparent we're rolling up yep. our sleeves and right? we're not yeah. like the executives sitting in the office you know we're we're going out there and diving in and, yep. and doing whatever's necessary um, to, to, to show that, Hey, we're, we're in this together. Yeah. You know? One of our team members went home and said, clearly church is a thing for these people. Maybe that's something we ought to bring to our family and started, uh, and found a faith space. That's awesome. I know. And I'm like, I mean that we don't, that's not, we're not like doing that. That's not a strategy. It's more like, well, this is all we know. So we're going to witness this way. Mm -hmm. One of our staff members is a very experienced filmmaker and all he got of an intro before he met us was the, a couple of Catholic guys from a film company are coming and he was nervous out of his mind. And now we're like best friends and right. it's fantastic. And it's a, it's a totally mutual thing. Um, what, uh, what, what excites you the most right now? Like there's so many things on your plate, but like, what is the thing where um, you and I talk about this, where we're, we're just people of passion. We function from passion. You're a passionate person. I'm a passionate person. That's when we're at our best. What right now is igniting that fire? It's getting you up in the morning to rock and roll. Yeah, it is a combination of of assembling and building a great team. Great. <clears throat> so, I mean, what gets me out in the morning, uh, among other a lot of things, is knowing that I'm showing up and we've got an incredible team of people yeah. who are very missionally aligned in terms of our focus and our goals. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. I love, uh, I, I'm excited that we are in a venture where um, we have a, a chairman, a benefactor, who has invested capital yeah. in what we're doing. So I know that we can go at this and really dream big. Yeah, You know, on the not-for-profit side, you, you work hard, you raise money where you can, yeah. you, work with, you come up with the great ideas, you work with people, all the same things we're doing, but just like escalate this. Now we've got funding. And, um, and to, to put into facility, to put into development, to put into team and people. Yeah. So it really excites me that a we can we can build something that it really is on a much higher will be it, it really excites me that we can build something that's much more scaled up. Yeah. 
than we have been. Yeah. And I, and I believe bigger. ODB Films has, has, has touched millions of people with mm-hmm. this film. Doing Paul Apostle of Christ certainly brought us out into the worldwide big space. Big you know? time. But now to be able to do things that we can get on the streamers and do things that we can get in theaters and, 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 and the idea that we can bring, and it's not, it's not like we're not going to hit them on the nose per se with the gospel, yeah. but we're traveling down a lane um, that will be more accessible. Yeah. Um, and, and that really excites me because I think what we're doing now is that going out and, and saying, Hey, uh, come and join us. Yeah. Come walk with us. Uh, come explore and experience some things in new ways so that atheists can go, Hey, I actually like that film. <laughs> uh, even though it was, it had to do with the Bible. Yeah. It talked about Jesus. hundred percent, hundred percent in an inadvertent conversion. Eric, you're a phenomenal, uh, you're a phenomenal leader. You're an incredible husband and father and, uh, and an inspiration and, in prayer and uh, and leadership in the church, and it's a gift to have you here. I'm so thankful. Um, Praise God. ODBfilms.com, RenovoMediaGroup.com, Carrie uh, Renovo and, and Carrie ODB in your prayers, and uh, man, to many more years. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Doug. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. OSV brings you these talks from prominent Catholic leaders to get the church talking. You can enjoy all OSV Talks at osvtalks.com. Please rate and review our show wherever you like to listen. Until next time, God bless.